As the world commemorates World Telecommunications and Information Society Day, Communications Minister Stella Ndabeni Abrams says that government has a responsibility to provide digital access and literacy to all South Africans. She says one of the reasons that there are delays in implementing digital migration or DTT is that a few people have registered to receive the set-top boxes. Ndabeni Abrams says the Free State will be the first province to switch to digital television and uh, she's also said that she's optimistic that the SABC will be ready for the migration. I spoke to her earlier th- this morning and she explained some of the progress on DTT. We have a responsibility to provide digital literacy to all. It's, we're leveraging on partnerships. Now what we're doing is to engage with all the industry players to see what value can they add. We've tapped also into the banking facilities. But of course, we would like, as we've put as, 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 as a target as the department, to say, at least by 2030, let's make sure that all South Africans are, are connected. Remember, we also have a responsibility to drive the fourth industrial revolution. And we cannot do that if people do not have access to technology and connectivity. So the more we broaden our space in terms of bringing more partnerships, the shorter the period that we can say in five years or three years we'll be able to do it. So with that said, though, you know, um, one of the issues is, of course, that the president is about to appoint a new cabinet. And there's always an issue with continuity. So we'll probably have, who knows, a new Minister of uh, Communications. We'll probably have a new Minister of Education. How then, you know, are there any measures in place to ensure that the project actually continues beyond the individuals driving it right now? The good thing is that this is the presidential project. He remains the president even in, in this sixth administration. That's why when I quoted earlier, I said this is what he said during his State of the Nation address. It's not what we have to do or we would like to do. It's what the president has committed to, to this nation, including the governing party. If you read the manifesto, these are the things that we spoke about, that gone are the days where our children must not be exposed to the technologies and we've got to make sure that we broaden the space. Therefore, this is the commitment that has been made to the people of South Africa, irrespective of who occupies the seat in, in communications or education. Let's talk about uh, uh, DTT, uh, digital terrestrial television, and our migration that has been scuppered time and time again. We've missed several deadlines. What is the state of play right now? Well, the state of play is that now we're faced with a challenge, for example, that we have lots of boxes in our warehouse. We've been calling upon South Africans, the deserving ones, those that have a household income of less than 3,200, to go and register in their post offices so that we can have the database and they can access the boxes. That's the first thing. There's been a low uptake of the boxes. The Before second you go one, on to the next one, if I may just interject there on uh, the low uptake and the boxes that are sitting in warehouses, there was, of course, reports that uh, quite a bit of money was lost through boxes that were now not compliant or were somehow defective one way or another. How much did you lose uh, to that sort of situation with these set-top boxes? Well, what we did when we discovered that, we said uh, to the responsible agency, which, which is USASA, that contracted the service provider, we said, talk to your service providers. We're not going to be penalized as government. Of course, we had to go to court. We've won all of those cases in court. So it's them that are paying us. What we're doing now is to make sure that they are compliant in everything. That's why we have strengthened the monitoring of, of, of the implementation in terms of the installations. Because one of the 
challenges that we face was the fact that we get installers coming from Joburg going to install in the Eastern Cape. Now when the box is faulted, there's nobody to come and fix it. So we said to the agency, go back, make sure that you can, you can then procure or make sure that you contract local installers so that immediately there's a crisis, the beneficiary is able to, to, to be attended to, but most importantly, that the one that was contracted is able to fix the mess. We can be fixing the mess of the people who are enjoying the spin-offs of the work that we so are doing. So the department hasn't incurred any losses Not in that all. regard? Except right. for the legal costs, as I said. So when are we likely then to make that switch in its entirety? We've started with first aid. Uh, that we are hoping that we're going to switch off before the end of this year because you will understand one thing about migration is that you have to be ready as SABC fast because we may want to switch off tomorrow but if SABC is not ready to open up those platforms then it means that people won't be watching and the real reason why we're saying there's a need for us to have broadcast, I mean migrate the broadcasters from the analog platform, is to create more content, is to create more jobs, but most importantly, provide high-quality television to people. But now what we are doing also is to identify the crucial areas where the spectrum bands are congested in, to say, because we also have to release the spectrum for those that are in the mobile sector. So what is the latest progress report? Is the SABC able to meet those obligations, given the financial constraints that the organization faces? We have faith that the SABC will be able to meet the obligations. The dedication that has been shown to us by the board and the management gives us hope that indeed, with our assistance and treasury, SABC is up to the task. Speaking of treasury, I saw Minister Tito Mbomeni was here yesterday. We're still waiting for money as the SABC. Minister, sorry, where's the money? And that's the question that still remains unanswered. Where is uh, that money? When is that money going to come uh, to the SABC? So uh, to check on some of the progress or lack thereof in the country, we join on the line now by Worldwide Works as Managing Director and, after, and Technology Analyst Arthur Goldstack uh, to tell us if we as South Africa are tracking the rest of the continent and, of course, other countries internationally uh, on a good basis uh, as far as ICT goes and the sector is seriously falling behind or at least that's what some people are saying let's find out from arthur what the state of play is arthur good afternoon thanks so much for speaking to us good afternoon Sakina. so tell us how are we faring as south africa in the ict sector are we are we really falling behind the rest of the world it's an old story really we've we've we're far behind the rest of the world but because we tend to be ahead of most countries in africa we tend to be complacent but even across Africa, you see many countries that are really showing the way in terms of digital inclusion. Uh, you can look at countries ranging from uh, Mauritius to Kenya, where their policies are allowing far more people to be able to access the Internet. The difference in South Africa is that we have a far bigger economy and a far stronger economy. So our service providers have been able to invest in massive infrastructure. So we have state-of-the-art infrastructure, fairly widespread access if people can afford it, but not affordability of that access. So speaking of that access, ideally, Arthur, where should we be as far as access goes and access to affordable data especially, but also connectivity, digital migration, 5G? Where ought we to be as South Africa at this stage? We also have a Department of Communications and a Regulator of Communications that is right on top of the latest communications technology and of licensing spectrum for communications. 
So there is available spectrum, never mind digital migration, which is another issue. There is available spectrum that is not being issued. And every time we're about to have it issued or new regulations issued, the uh, rug gets pulled out from under our feet again. So the current minister was supposed to make the announcement quite some time ago, as uh, your previous guest mentioned, uh, in the State of the Nation address, it was a major priority. And that's already, uh, it feels like last year already. It's a few months ago. Then we heard it's going to wait till after the elections because the next administration would rather tackle it for continuity. Now, we just heard that supposedly we do have continuity, but that's a little disingenuous. There isn't any continuity in telecommunications in this uh, country, in telecommunications policy, and that's an absolutely essential ingredient. We've had some superb ministers over the years. We've had some who've been dismal, and the result of that is a completely fragmented environment and a situation where we have the resources, in other words, spectrum, but we don't have a policy that allows those resources to be allocated. And that's one of the key factors in communications remaining expensive. The operators could also be doing a lot more. Uh, they tend their policies or the way they um, apply regulations tends to punish their customers. They need to be less punitive in the way they uh, handle their customers. But governments could make a massive contribution by providing real continuity but also real action. Arthur, what's your view on our spectrum policy in South Africa? Because if a country like Lesotho, for example, are already uh, on 5G, what is it about our policy or is it the policy that's holding us back? Policy is one of the elements holding us back. We've seen uh, the RAIN network, the new uh, network that's focused only on data access and not on phone calls. We've seen them are starting to roll out their 5G network next month. So it's not only Spectrum that holds back 5G, but the Spectrum that's best suited for 5G is what they call high-demand Spectrum. And most of that hasn't been allocated yet. And we've been sitting on it for years. It was also ideal for LTE or 4G, but it wasn't being allocated. So the result is that the operators have had to adapt existing spectrum. They call it refarming. They have to refarm existing spectrum for LTE. And it looks like they may have to do the same for 5G as well. But and why isn't that being issued then, Arthur? We, we've in the past referred to it as regulatory sloth, which is the regulator unable to make decisions. But now it's not a regulator, it's a department that's unable to issue policy directives. And they keep delaying it and keep making excuses for why it's uh, being delayed. So we really need action. Um, We need a minister who really wants to make it happen, has the energy to make it happen, but also the political will to make it happen. A few years ago, we had a minister in place, uh, Yunus Karim, who was only there for nine months. But in that time, we saw massive movement. And then suddenly came the last general elections, and he was shifted back to the backbenches. And then we just saw a few years of ongoing disaster in that uh, department. We hope that that comes right now. But we're not seeing the signs that the political will is there. Well, Arthur, we're going to leave it there. Thanks so much for your time. And that was Worldwide Works' Managing Director, Technology Analyst Arthur Goldstuck speaking to us about where we find ourselves as a country with regard to our development and also progress in the ICT sector.